Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Zaglanis, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our Game Master, and this is Chapter 2, Episode 5. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Excellent. Um, first, can I just say real quick, uh, thanks to everybody who's watching for sticking with us. For some reason, it's not planned. We've gotten on this every two-week schedule. Uh, you know, life events, holidays. I was holidays. sick last week. So we're not doing it intentionally. We hope to get back to the one week. Uh, so thanks for that. Um, yeah, so brief brief recap from last episode. Uh, you guys focused mostly on investigating the science annex. Uh, the other half of the group of students who were going there, you found some interesting topics or subjects on that strange rock substance, uh, that uh, Rod slash Jasper have. Right. Um, there was some some strange information revealed you guys were like hiding in the closet and everything like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Danny X had caused the commotions uh, with a fake fire alarm. Um, th there was a little bit of confusion, not confusion, but uh, it seemed as though the other students were possibly misleading the professor uh, because they were saying stuff about it being, uh, extraterrestrial and that it was found in a meteor crater whereas the specimen that you guys found you know for a fact that that was not the case so something's not jiving up uh, you didn't quite know you don't quite know why or what but you just know it's like a little bit of a red flag like what it doesn't make sense um, we kind of we're playing a little bit fast and loose with the dates, so don't be too concerned about that. I'm kind of, you know, this is all a bit of a blur over the course of several days. Um, and then I guess we'll, towards the end of the episode, the big sort of cliffhanger was that Danny got a, uh, um, a note slid under his door that said something loosely to the effect of, uh, be careful, there's danger lurking around every corner, but that yeah. you have a friend, uh, but it was not signed, so you're not sure who that was from. And then the last piece of information came as a late night phone call to Jasper, where it was Rod, um, who rather quickly and abruptly scheduled some sort of a meeting where he wanted you, well, he specifically, he wanted Jasper to show up alone to go to the old cemetery up on Hangman's Hill. And I, that's pretty much where we left it. So that okay. said, that said, I'm going to, this was a thought I had the other day, and I'll just, I'll throw it out there if you guys want to think about this real quick or not. I was just curious, like, part of the thing that makes these games fun to me is, is character development. And I just happened to realize, you know, you guys have been through quite a bit, you know, to say the least. You've seen strange Weird things. stuff, yeah. 
heard, experienced a lot of stuff. I'm just curious, have, have you guys thought about, like from, you know, what was it, been not even a month ago, before all this started, you guys were your average everyday college student. I'm curious, like, has anything changed as far as character motivation? Um, you know, like, what are, are you guys finding, like, is school less important to you right now? Are you determined to find information to get to the bottom of all this? I was just curious if you guys gave any thought to, like, possible motivational or character changes at all. And you can say no. <laughs> well, Jerry's gone from being an... Uh, Barely armchair occultist, prob probably more like lazy couch occultist, to being absolutely convinced that there's something in uh, these uh, secret doctrines and strange books, and he is uh, basically entirely obsessed with eventually making contact with some part of it that he can understand. So it seems like a strong change of motive. Mm. I, I think Tug has become a moth to a flame. Uh, in the beginning, he was very much concerned with his physical um, working out every day and following a routine. And the school was kind of, the academic stuff was hard for him. But as it's come along, he's he suddenly is open to this extremely exciting world. It's terrifying. But all he wants to know now is what the hell's going on. And I think he's completely forgotten about school. It'll sneak up on him. When school starts, it'll have snuck up on him. Yeah, that's a I, good point. I, I just I just wanted to go to football games and and wave a pennant and have some fun. I I didn't want to be terrified and have to shoot someone. I think that's still for Jasper at least, it's still sort of floating around in the in the background, that he's, he's still dealing with what, what he had to do. And and I don't think that, I mean, he, he kind of did it and he knew he was doing the right thing, but as, as time's going on, he's, he's realizing that he was actually nowhere near as mature as he thought he was, and, and, and he's having a, 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 a very difficult time processing what he did. Mm. And I think possibly hoping that it was just, it was all just like some sort of strange nightmare right so i think there's a lot of denial at the moment and just to be clear to anybody who's listening we're talking about what happened with john jeffries right yes. yes i think for danny um he has always been quite a good student um fairly intelligent quite a sharp guy but his ambition has always been to be an adventurer of some kind. His, his heroes are Hiram Bingham III, who discovered about 1912 or so, Machu Picchu, and he's always wanted to go out there and kind of uh, on physical adventures, you know. So that has been his motivation more than academic. But since he shot the demons, um, it's like this whole new reality of... Um, the physical monsters that are actually exist. So it, I, I think that's um, similar to Jerry, but different in that he's not seeking esoteric knowledge. He's just seeking rea reality now. What's real out there? There's something real 
And so that's really been a kind of uh, worldview or paradigm shift thing that's going on in his head, and he's trying to he's trying to get to grips with that. But uh, equally, I think the terror of the event, he's he's got this kind of desperation to destroy whatever this conspiracy is. He's still convinced that the night that they were at the cabin and people were disappearing into the air, they were told by the other students that it was all a gag, but he doesn't know what happened, but he knows it was something right. other. Yeah. I'm also thinking that we've all gone, grown really close. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were just mo- moderate friends in the beginning, but now I trust you guys. I don't trust anybody else in the school. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, how about the facts? We, we touched on it briefly uh, where it was sort of, you know, people are acting weird around you on campus and whispers and, you know, there's some rumors starting to spread. Is there anything, how are you guys dealing with that or are you not dealing with it yet? Like, is it just sort of, that's not your concern right now? Well, for, for me, I, I, I thought it was a popularity thing that we'd really fucked up. But the more we, we, we interact with these people, it definitely feels like they're trying very hard to pretend that they're people that we know. You know what I mean? They're not getting details right when we're asking questions. They're not acting yeah, Jerry's like con- before. Yeah. yeah, Jerry's convinced they're uh, possessed or influenced by something alien or otherworldly. Uh, he was always such a loner that uh, it's not bothering him, even if uh, other students beyond them uh, have some issue with us. Uh, Probably Jerry even appreciates being seen as like a, a bit of a transgressor. Uh, it's what's weirder to Jerry is like having these guys as like close friends who he trusts, sort of in spite of himself. Mm. Cool. All right, good. Um, all right, so let, let's jump back in then. Um, so you got this sort of late night, little bit of a panic to his voice phone call about the strange meetup at the cemetery. Uh, Jasper, I think you were about to ready the troops. Um, uh, are we all together in the uh, same place? Now? We'll just start. We'll just start with uh, Jasper. Basically, hung up the telephone, and then we'll we'll just go from there. Ah. Right. So I've, um, I'm going to. Um, well, I think my my first uh, thought will be to uh, to bang on the doors of, of Tug and Danny, uh, whichever one is physically closest to the telephone um, and just hammer on the door, really, not even sort of subtly knocking, but just hammer on the door. Um, let's say it's Tug. Okay. Hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Uh, the hell? What the hell are you doing in there? Tug by name, Tug by nature. Um, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Come on, open uh, up. I open up the door. I was like, what, what the hell? What's going on? Let me in quick. Look, some, something's happened. But um, I, I just, someone just knocked on my door and there was a phone call waiting for me. And, and there was someone on the other end of the phone. I've no idea who, but they said to come on my own. To uh, sorry. 
Sorry, minor correction. Who it was, didn't you I? do know it was Rod, yes. It was Rod, sorry, okay. Um, Rod phoned up and wants me to come to Hangman's Hill in the middle of the night. On my own. I mean, does, does that sound crazy or what? He's, he, he found some article that she was upset about. Now he wants to talk to you in the middle of the night. And we think that he's possessed by something. I don't know, dude. I'll go with you. But do you want I'm me to go just... with you or do you want me to hide in the shadows as we go? I don't, I, I honestly don't know what to do. Um, well, I just know I, that I don't, if I'm going to go, I don't want to go up there on my own, but then I'm at the same time, I'm sort of worried that, that um, so something might be, uh, something might be properly wrong, that he might be in danger. And Well, hold, hold on, hold on. And I, uh, I start stripping down and I switch to my black clothes. I've got some black clothes. I said, I can wear this. And that way they won't see, he won't see me until you want me to, you want, if he tries anything, I'll jump out of the shadows. I don't have any weapons. I got a switchblade. Well, I don't, don't start, you can't go around stabbing people. I mean, well, it depends on if he pulls a gun on you or something, dude. Well, I know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to do. I, 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 he hasn't, surely he hasn't got a gun though, has he? He's just like a... It, what if he's not who he think, who he think that he is? I think, look, I, I think we should, we should get um, the others. We should let's, let's get Danny. Well, go, you go down the hall and go get Danny, bring him back here and I'll call, uh, I'll call Jerry. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, the more, the more of us, the, the better. Uh -huh. um, Jerry. If something happens, then then people will know that something happened. And yeah. All right, oh, Jerry, get over here. <laughs> I'm going to go down the hall and um, uh, a little bit more restrained with the banging this time because I've calmed down a tiny bit. Well, as you go down, uh, Danny's standing with an open door. He's like, "Oh, hello, Tug." Hey Jerry, come over to my 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 place. Where we've got an, a mission tonight. What's going on? I'll tell you when you get here. All right. Come alone. Come alone. <laughs> so uh, uh, Danny's standing with his note uh, that he's uh, and kind of comes to a bit as you you start to say, "Oh, there's something on." And I've just got a note from somebody that says to watch watch myself, watch my back, be careful. Um, we might, I might be in danger, but no, I don't know who, who put it through the door. Oh, that's kind of weird because I've just got a phone call um, from Rod. Um, and he wants me to come to um, Hangman's Hill, of all places. Hangman's Hill? In the middle of the night, on my own. Gee. Well, I don't know what's going on, Jasper, but I mean, it sounds like this person's trying to protect me. Well, I'm going to get my gun. I'm going to get, if we're going up to Hangman's Hill, I'm getting my gun. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a very good idea. I mean, normally I'd, I'd, 
Normally, I don't think I'd be in favour of that, but tonight, I, I think we're really going to need it. This just, this seems... I mean, I think if this was a movie, this this would this would definitely be the bit where where I'd I'd be walking into a trap. Yeah, that's uh, what it feels know. like. And why why would people do that in real life? I don't want to walk into a trap. I mean, oh hell, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, right, hold, hold, but he hold might on. really be in trouble. And it's Rod. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't like this. Look, hold on a second. I, I'm gonna get my gun, and I go and get the gun, and I, I get some extra bullets, and I get my my. I guess this is night time, right? This is late on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get my heaviest overcoat, um, because it's probably gonna be cold if we're out there, and because uh, it's a dark coat as well. Um, just thinking about similar to Tug hiding in the shadows. So, I'm. Uh, I'm I haven't got any weapons, um, so I'm just going to get um, uh, a pair of nice, strong woolen socks, and I'm going to put all of my loose change <laughs> that I keep in my jar in my roof. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the sock and tie a knot in it, and just keep that in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, that'll That's work really good. I got some quarters here. Cool. Right. So, uh, Jerry, um, more hastily than Jerry usually does things, but still uh, methodically enough not to forget uh, to bring them, uh, changes into dark clothes, uh, gets a couple of, I'm sure he has multiple knives, uh, he gets picks up two, uh, grabs whatever uh, he thinks uh, are uh, decent uh, protective talismans that he's actually proud of rather than that he is sure he got wrong. And of course, the uh, lucky jar of peaches, which means he needs a coat with a big enough pocket for the lucky jar of peaches, and then drives over there. It probably normally takes me thirty minutes to get to campus, so yeah. But there's no traffic. If I hurry, night, so ah, uh, that's right. So if I so maybe I could cut that in half, even so. Uh, if, oh yeah, maybe yeah, ten, fifteen was... minutes later, Jerry shows up. Yep, sure. Uh, you're you're driving, right, or you're gonna walk? Yeah, I drive my I drive over. I park. Uh, you know, wherever's closest to Tuck's place, um, walk up there. So now, while we're waiting for Jerry, um, I said to the others, you know, something, something I I actually was thinking about a little while ago. When we were hiding in the classroom, did you guys get the impression that remember they were saying that it was an extraterrestrial rock? But we yeah. did, we didn't find it in a crater. Did you guys say that you found it? Was it in the burial mound, or was it near the original dig? Well, it, it it was it was near the original place where we when we first got there, we found it within what an hour. Mm. But it was nowhere near a. It was nowhere near any kind of crater. And I was just thinking, it just suddenly dawned on me that we think the, 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 the students over there have been taken over, like Jerry said. Mm -hmm. What if they're lying? 
Well, you know, I know the professor because I've done some of his classes. He did the int- introduction to geology class that I did and, and another one. Um, I can talk to him tomorrow if we survive this night. I'm just thinking, why would they do that? If they're lying, why would they lie? Unless, if, if, if we're doing, if we went there to do geological surveys for a company like the oil company people, they wouldn't be interested if it was just a meteorite because there wouldn't be very much of it. But if it was a, a, a vein of ore in the ground, they would be extremely interested. What if, the, what if the other students don't want them to think that it's a vein of ore? They want them to think it's a meteorite. Then they'll just leave it alone. But then what did it? I'll just say for the sake of time that Jerry shows up in the middle of your conversation. Okay. But then what do they want it for? I don't think, I think that the, let's, let's give a name to them. The, uh, the changelings, shall we? Because we think that they've changed, that the changelings don't want any more investigation into the ore. That's why they've made it into a meteorite because then you know it's just a curiosity if it's a meteorite jasper did rod hello hello Hello. i hope you brought your peaches of course i think does that mean i'll need to be lucky i think you may need a weapon well i brought two knives what kind of mission are i was talking about we we tell you all about what we're gonna do. It's Rod, you know. Rod, dodgy. Well, if you had uh, said more on the phone, I'd have a shotgun as well as two knives, or at least a decent rifle. So how, how you you realize how are we gonna do this? Uh, did he tell you Jasper to come alone? So he, we can't. He told me to come alone, but I'm I just I'm I'm not gonna uh, I'm not doing that. I'm going to hide in the bushes. Well, look, four of us can't walk up there together, but uh, I'm sure I can uh, put myself in a good place. How soon are you planning to go meet him? Uh, I can't remember. Guys, what did you, did you say half yeah. an hour? Half an hour at the phone call, and time's actually ticking. We better go. Quite fast. Jeff, do I have time to uh, drive myself back home and then also still get to Hangman's Hill? Or within take you 15 minutes uh, to get here. Yeah. Um, let's, I'm going to say, probably, well, you certainly could do that, but you definitely are. But I don't know where Hangman's Hill is in relation to my ha- to where I live in the campus. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I, I think basically you would realize, you would do the quick math in your head that yeah. if you were to do that, you would arrive after the, uh, the meeting, I think it was 11.15, you would arrive after the time period. Well, I don't have time to uh, go home and get better equipped. No. But uh, I, I'll, come I, up, uh, I'll come up from the, from the other side to, uh, to you, Tug. 
At least then we won't all be approaching from the same direction. And and Hangman's Hill sounds like it's not a place you drive up on top of. It's a uh, you park at the bottom and you walk up the hill. Uh, yes. Are I'm we guessing. are we planning to drive? Well, where is it? We got to be there in in fifteen minutes. And do we know anything about Hangman's Hill? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should, other uh, than they hung people there. Yeah, um, it's a hold, bad place. Hold that thought. So let me just show you real quick on the map. So here's the campus university. Here's right. your right here. Oh, sorry, I think that's right. That's right. our dorm. Yeah. Um, this is Hangman Cemetery. Oh, okay. And that whole sort of this general area right here is considered Hangman's Hill. Um, it's actually called the Old Wooded Cemetery, but it's on Hangman's Hill. Okay. Um, so so it's really it's really only like a block and a half, two blocks away. Okay. You can easily walk it or drive it if you're concerned about time. It, it's up to you. Well, let's just walk it then. Yeah, if if Jasper goes ahead, we can follow up, and I'm getting the gun out. Let I me did, tell you about Hangman's Hill, guys. You don't know the story. I, I just hope that the guy doesn't just shoot Jasper for some reason. You Hangman, know I can hear you Hangman. say this, don't you? Well, I mean, it's a real possibility. Yeah, Do you realize they hung a witch up here in Hangman's Hill? What's that? Hang. Hang. Goody, Goody Fowler was hanged up in the hill here. Oh, everybody knows that. Yeah, oh, well, back. back. back <laughs> 200 years ago or so. Look, Jasper, um, I don't think the peaches would do you any good, but this might. I uh, f fish around in my pocket, uh, pull out a folded up piece of paper and hand it to Jasper. Can um, it stop bullets? I miss. <laughs> Look, don't, spend, don't waste time looking at it. It won't make any sense to you anyway. Just stick it in your pocket and forget about it. But is it my last will and testament? <laughs> No, nothing so like what, that. What, what am I going to do with this stone? I think this is what he wants. But you're certainly not going to take it with you. But if you, well, maybe why, this whole trick is to get him out of the. Here, give it to me. I'll go put it in my in my room. I'll hide it under the bed or something. I'd, maybe I'd you don't want it. Uh, well, you don't want it where anyone knows you live on campus. Look, why don't you? Um... I think you should bring it. There's something I'd... about it. Something about it. Yeah, there's something about it that they want, or at least don't want us to have. I think what I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it in my pocket, and while we're walking along, I'm going to keep an eye out for any sort of dark pebble that's roughly the same sort of shape. And, you know, I'll just stop every now and then and pick something up and, you know, give it a feel and, and then put it back down until I find something that feels roughly the same in my hand. And um, they might be able uh, to sense it's, it somehow. It's, it's well, it's worth a try. I mean, it's dark, so you might not it see might work. it. Might stop me getting killed. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, it's right, a better idea than. So I guess I guess we're talking as we're going over. Yeah, we're heading over. We've got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you've already started walking. Yeah. Well, uh, li listen. Are you sure you want to take it? I can. I won't be of any use to you myself, but I can at least drive the stone away. I can take it home. I can drive it home in my car. At least then it won't be here. Of course, neither will I. 
I don't know, guys, but you better be ready. I'm every bit as worried that if I go there and I haven't got it with me, that he might might turn nasty. That makes very little sense, Jasper. Uh, Look, give me the stone. I'll get back in my car. I'll drive toward the hill. I'll park some distance away. Uh, I can always drive the stone away, or I can join you. Probably they won't be prepared to... Search my car for it. Well, there's there's safety in numbers. Just everybody stick together. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. There's safety in numbers of firearms that I don't have. Next guy, you say what the mission is over the phone. It's not like uh, well, guys. I'm trying to tell you something. You don't realize it's supposed to be haunted up here in the hill. You know that. These are all those folklore stories. Just as well, I've got my gun. If I can okay. shoot demons, I can shoot ghosts. We're safe. I've got my switchblade. I can shave the guy. <laughs> but Rod, there's something wrong with Rod, right? Yeah. He... Well, it's all part of this right. weird right. Jasper, you go up ahead. We'll follow you. But there's nothing wrong with the length of Rod's hair other than it's... Uh... So, uh, other than it's uh, short enough to be so uh, proper and conservative, somehow I don't think shaving it would do us much good. Maybe if we could shave the wires out of his brain. Let's just go. By now, we probably reached the bottom of the hill. Well, by this point, Jerry yeah, yeah. is shaking his head and he's broken off to uh, take a, a different approach or and get a different vantage. So, at some point, maybe if you describe what the approach to the hill looks like. Uh, obviously, Jerry has some experience with hunting. Uh, he's going to try to uh, take a stealthy approach. He still wants to be able to see the others, not be seen himself. Uh, but if he needed to rejoin them, be rejoining them without having to backtrack and take the same route up, right? He'd want to be able to I, I, join them from a different route. I assume it's full of gravestones. So there's... That's a good you, assumption. You could hide all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me do a little bit of description. Um, so I think it was Danny that said this. It, you're absolutely correct. It's a chilly night. Uh, it is late August, so there's you know that hint of fall, that little bit of smell in the air that lets you know it falls on its way. And and of course, being late at night, it's it's quite chilly. Uh, there's a little bit of a like a knee high, patchy fog every here and there. Um, there's a, a half moon out and it's cloudy. So it's kind of, at some points the moonlight gives you enough light to see. At some points it didn't, uh, it gets pretty dark. Which brings me to, I didn't hear anybody say it. So I'm going to ask for a luck roll. Um, did anybody think to bring a flashlight? Well, if we use a flashlight, they'll see well, us. Well, I purposely didn't bring a flashlight. So you okay. don't want me to roll for luck to see if one is in my uh, heavy coat with pockets, I'll still roll luck. But well, if you if you said you purposely didn't bring it, then we'll see. Well, I might have not noticed it was in the coat, so I can still. I, roll. I, I rolled a five. Okay. So you, um, got, you got a flashlight for everybody. No, I'm just look what I got. <laughs> Although it actually makes sense for Jasper to have a flashlight because he was the one who was summoned. Yep. Yeah, and and I am terrified. Okay. And, and if Jasper's going ahead, then we're following him in the light. You know, as he's maybe a little bit ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Jasper, if if you shine the light in his eyes when you get up there, he won't be able to see any of us in the dark. 
Yeah, I could I could just dazzle him, couldn't I? If he says, Oh, what's that over there? I could say, What? <laughs> yeah. Um so the, I don't want to get bogged down as far as like where we need a map to okay. try and figure out like with miniatures and try to figure out, but I do kind of want to describe the cemetery a little bit. So it's called Hangman's Hill. So it's obviously it's on a hill. Right. Um, the way I, I kind of picture this, there's a cemetery not too far from me and it's right in the middle of town and it actually is the same thing. It's on a hill. And from the street level, you can't see the gravestones. It's actually like a fairly steep incline. There's a set of steps that are going up, uh, kind of crude, you know, like uh, picture like uh, railroad ties, you know, like right. stacked. And maybe they just go up about maybe 10 feet or so, the height difference. Then it sort of levels out a little bit and then another 10 feet. Um, so it's basically about 20 feet above the street level. And then the cemetery kind of opens up from that point. The, the section, there, there's clearly there's a fence around the cemetery, um, like um, one of those um, uh, wrought iron fences, the kind that like have the little like floor floor de lis floor de lis yes you know it's it's decorative but at the same time it's also like a spear point you know right right um the the front section of the cemetery so like that's kind of the main entrance are those steps going up but now at the same time i'm thinking well if there's a cemetery they're 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 going to be bringing caskets up and down and i don't see it reasonable that people will be carrying caskets up these steps and stuff. So what I was thinking is there will be a side entrance that's more of a long sort of winding ramp that could be, you know, somebody could either carry it up like a bunch of pallbearers could carry it up that winding path without too much trouble or even like a a horse-drawn carriage sort of thing. Considering his uh, Byronic uh, interest in aesthetics and a nocturnal disposition, it seems likely to me that Jerry has wandered around in and visited the cemetery before. I'm sure yeah, we've sure. all been there, yeah. So does that mean that I might be likely to know if there happens to be an easy, easy or easier way to get in there when you're not really supposed to when it's night time? Perhaps. Well, no. There is that part of it too, in that uh, you know most cemeteries they don't usually have a locking key gate on them, but it is there's a, usually nine times out of ten there's a little sign out front that says cemetery closed after dark. Yeah. So there's there's also on top of all this there's that little bit of you know you guys are not supposed to be here, and you could get in trouble if you get caught. So that's that's just another added little. You know, maybe the authorities are driving by. You don't want to draw too much attention to yourself if you're out waving a flashlight around. So I guess I'll say that if Jerry does know such a way or is familiar with it, even if he has to veer a little bit differently from the most tactical approach, uh, he might try to take advantage of his knowledge of the place, even if it takes him a little longer to get back around to them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that um, yeah, so let me just finish one more point then. So the front, sort of the front half-ish of the cemetery is upkept. You know, the, the grass has been mowed. That's usually where some of the newer, uh, um, the graves are there. Of course, the people with the money can afford the nice gravestones. 
there's a few mausoleums around. So, you know, the typical like 10 by 10 nice buildings. Um, and yet at the same time, this is a very old cemetery that goes back, what, 200 years at least. And at some point the woods sort of takes over. And as you go deeper and deeper into the woods, that's where the gravestones start to get older and older and they're not taken care of. They're, you know, some of them are, are easily covered by weeds. There's lots of briars and brambles. Um, Does that mean fact, the woodsy part aren't fenced around? Well, there's a fence around the entire um, cemetery. cemetery. But like as you go deeper and deeper in the woods, at some point, the woods sort of, it's almost like, point, you know, the fence was there for 200 years. So it's kind of like, there's no, no, nobody's upkeeping that section of the fence. Right. Um, and I think that might be the part that Jerry knows best. And uh, no, but you, nobody's visiting the graves from 1790. Yeah. yeah. Right. So <laughs> can you tell me, does Jerry know a, a way to approach from the uh, broken down woodsy back part of the fence that would still allow him to keep the others in sight in their more standard approach? Well, let's do this. I'll, I'll give you three options. So you have the main steps going up. Um, you have the side ramp slash road, and then you have the other, we'll call it side, that it would be what you're talking about, where there's no clear path. It's wooded. It's, um, you know, you could enter that way. But can you see the other two paths from the woodsy area? No, not really, because that's, that's you know, that's you, you're telling me that's what you would like to do. But let me ask the other three what are your intentions? Because if you're going up the middle path, then yeah, Jerry might have a good chance to see you. But if well, Jerry would know that and suggest I'm, it, I'm I'm just assuming that 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 the rod's going to be at the top of the hill. So we, we I assume we're just going to go up the hill. I mean, the cemeteries are usually pretty big. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, in that picture, it was half the size of the campus. Yeah, it's basically a city block. So, right. uh, you know, don't picture like, it's not like Arlington, like huge and spreading. But right, no, but there's there's going to be trees, bushes, and, and gravestones. So, yep, yep. I don't know how you could see from one side to the other. And it's on a hill. Yep. So, for well, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly going up the middle way. The middle? Why don't... If it looks like the safest way up there, then... That's why why don't it speak Sorry, Sorry. there you go. Well, I, I just, real quick, I just want to say, he didn't give you any specific location. Like, you know, I'll meet you at X, Y, Z. Well, I'm just assuming that he meant the hill. Yeah. Right. right. Sorry. Go ahead, Danny. Uh, I, Danny uh, is suggesting, or I'm suggesting that, look, if he's told you to come alone, why don't Tug and I, I'm not sure what Jerry's up to yet, but, but if we're just skirting either side of the, the, yeah. the road. So yeah, you you go a couple of rows over to the left, and I'll go a couple of rows to the right, and we'll be going up at the same time. Because it means that we can duck be behind some of those yeah. stones. You know, if we see Rod first, which is the idea, then we can duck behind a stone and watch what's going on, and I can have my gun ready in case he does anything crazy. And then, Jerry, you're going to try to go around to the side and come up that way? Maybe I'll, start around, I'll start around to the side. I know a, uh, I know a way in... Uh, through the uh, woods and then toward the back. They, they don't keep the fence up too well back there. Okay. Maybe we'll find out what's going on, guys. Okay, Jasper, we're, we're watching you. We'll keep an eye out. 
Okay. All right, so Jerry probably tries to make a bit of better time now because it's a further way around. Um, yeah, you got I'm around still trying to be stealthy, even the, at this distance, but Jerry is like in a different, more focused mode now. So okay. there quickly. Um, I'll say this. I, I'm going to say that you don't have, it's not a totally clear view to the other three for you. So, you know, it's not like they're on the complete other side, so you'll be right. able to catch glimpses right. of them here right. and there. That's what I was looking for. Right, yep. Is there one I'll be able to see better than the other if they're going up um, two opposite sides? You'll be able to see Jasper because he's got a flashlight. <laughs> We're hiding. Jasper, do you want to... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to picture you guys are, like, having this conversation pretty much, like... We're almost there. Almost there, right. Um, Jasper, do you want to enter the cemetery with your flashlight on, or do you want to just go in dark? Um, I'll, I'll go in as far as I can with it dark. Okay. Um, but once once it becomes clear that I can't see where I'm going, then I'll, I'll put the flashlight on. Okay. Because um, he knows I'm coming. Yes. So I, I've got no reason to, to hide. Okay. So let me just ask real quick. Uh, so facing the cemetery, we'll say Jasper's going up the steps right in the middle. Tug, are you going up to the left of him or to the right of him? Uh, I think that, uh, I'll just speak for you, Danny. I hope I'm, uh, but I assume that we both go through the gate. They all go three, go through the gate together. And then I immediately move gray, you know, over to one side and Danny to the other side. And then we're sneaking up. We're probably 20 feet from let's, Jasper at the let's moment. Let's just say um, you're on the left and I'm on the right for either yeah. side of him. Yeah. We're just not, we're not, we're in the shadows and he's right on the path. So we're ducking from one, one, from one grave to another as we're going up. Okay. So that we um, can see him clearly. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, Danny, you just said it and I it didn't sink in. You said Tug's on the left and you're on the right. Left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you guys are going to have a little bit of a harder time going up the steeper hill because you're not going up the actual path. Uh, no big deal. Just, I'm just pointing it out that it's right. difficult. Um, um, Jerry, I'm going to say you, the, um, just so you know, the sort of the ramp, uh, it would be on the far right of the cemetery and you're going up on the far left onto the wooded section. Okay. Just for the sake. So these guys are all to my right. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, so it's. I'm just curious. Uh, have any? Has anybody here been in a cemetery after dark when you're not supposed to be in a cemetery? Yeah. 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 I I walk I walk my dog sometimes in the cemetery. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure about that last part. Not supposed to be in the cemetery. But yeah. I'm I'm talking like I've been there in the dark. Yeah. No, like, I'm I'm a necromancer. I'm always supposed to be in the cemetery. <laughs> I I know that the the, the cheapest hazard would be tripping over something. Well, the, the reason I'm, I asked that is because I, I too have been in a cemetery when I wasn't supposed to be, and there's a certain you know. It's a balance between it's a little bit creepy, but then all of a sudden it sort of sinks in and you realize it's really peaceful. It's very mm -hmm. yeah. I was you know. And and yeah. if we're New England boys, there's cemeteries 
everywhere. It's yeah. like everybody's neighborhood has a cemetery in it. You're kind of used to it. Yeah. There's um, there's that there's that little voice that's always nagging in the back of your head that you know you're doing something wrong because you're not supposed to be there. So you, you hope you don't get caught. You hope there's not a policeman out on the main road or possibly walking down the street. So there's that element of danger, yeah. and but um, it's of kind of peaceful. You also kind of know, too, that if the cops catch you in there and you haven't been doing any damage or vandalism, they're just going to say, go home, you know. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Well, they can't charge you with a crime other than... They could. They can charge you for trespassing. Yeah. That's still just a slap on the wrist. Yep. Yep. Um, so Jasper, you're kind of, you're feeling a little bit alone at the moment because now, you know, you can't necessarily see the guy. You know they're there. Um, when the cloud passes over the moon, they kind of, it gets pretty dark. So it's kind of hard to see them. You know they're there though. But you're aware of the sense that they're not right next to you. So there's a sense of being alone and you're now walking blind right up, right through the main entrance up into the cemetery. Oh, damn. Um, it's dark. You hear the crickets are chirping slowly. Um, you, you get to the top of the hill and you're kind of looking around and it's dark. You just, the graves, it's looking a little on the spooky side. The woods are starting to look a little more menacing than they usually do. Uh, and at first, you don't necessarily see anything. You, you can hear the sound of your heartbeat. Bum, 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 bum. Danny and I can hear the sound of your heartbeat, Jasper. You're so scared. <laughs> There was there was talk of a possible thunderstorm later on this evening, uh, and it's a little bit misty. You said, I think, Jeff, is that right? Yeah, a little bit of patchy ground fog. You know, like maybe knee high. I'm like, I wish Jerry were here right now so that I could tell him about ghouls. <laughs> Uh oh, we got some thunder. As uh, as we're gradually making our way up and kind of peering up, kind of further up the hill, is there any sign of activity or light at the top at all? No, not really. Uh, and and the same is sort of going with everybody. You know, you know, you're there together as a group, but at the moment you're all sort of by yourselves. Uh, so it's like, you know. So for Jerry, when he gets by himself and is increasingly in the wooded area, sort of a different uh, frame of mind takes over. So even though I'm interested to keep track of where the other guys are, where I can see them, uh, I'm also very attentive to the possibility that I could run into somebody else, Rod, anybody else, or anything else also in the woods. So I'm not just focusing on, can I keep them in sight and how do I get in the right position quickly? As soon as I'm in the more secluded, obscure area, I'm interested in, you know, what can I detect or discern as I, you know, keep the, the angle that would allow me to rejoin them if necessary. 
Well, yeah. when I, well, they're spread out. Well, they're all still to my right. Of course, I know where Jasper is because I can see the light, so I actually have to pay less attention to him because if I see the light go out, of course, I would notice um, that. Just to clarify, Jasper, have you put your flashlight on yet or not? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. As soon okay. as I started getting spooked out, yeah. I put the flashlight on. Okay. Because right. I'm right. thinking, you know, if someone comes at me in the dark, at least I can dazzle them and then hit them with my sock full of quarters. <laughs> my improvised kosh. I'll probably only get two or three whacks out of that before the... And when you say dazzle, do you mean like like jazz hands or... No, the, the flashlight in the eye. Shine oh, okay. the flashlight in their eyes. Gotcha. They'd be blinded for a second. Yeah. All right, let me ask you guys all to do a stealth roll, uh, except for you, Jasper. Oh. Can we get a... Jazz can hands. We can we get a bonus? Sounds like this could be like Shoggoth on the roof, huh? <laughs> I got I got a ninety-one, so apparently I just <laughs> stepped on a big stick and made a big crackly noise. Shit. It probably Tug goes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel uh, too. I had to spend a point of luck uh to succeed. So okay. Uh, perhaps, uh, I, uh, perhaps I nearly stepped on a twig, but I checked to be sure my peaches were still there. And that, because of that hesitation, I did not step on the noisy twig. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Danny, you, you kind of, uh, you were, you're sort of getting like hunkering down low, trying to get behind one tombstone and you sort of did like a quick, you know, um, you're ducked down a little bit. You're trying to get to the next tombstone, and your foot kind of slips in a little bit of a muddy spot. Stump leaves. Well, and, and people put stuff in there. They put little vases of flowers and yeah, and and coins up on top of the grave sometimes. There's all sorts of ways you can make the lights. Tug. That's where they hung Goody the witch up there. Why is he talking? <laughs> Because I, I feel my, feel my role. <laughs> I'm going to keep casting my, my flashlight. Jasper, are you standing still or are you walking into I'm, the cemetery? I'm walking. I'm not standing still. Someone might sneak up behind me. Okay. That makes sense to me at the moment. I mean, it makes no sense logically, but in, in my sort of heightened state, if I just keep moving, then I feel safer. Yeah. Um, Danny... Is I'm particularly keeping an eye on Jasper in case he gets attacked because I don't trust this Rod character at all. Yeah, um, if if somebody comes running up the path behind behind Jasper, I'm just going to immediately tackle whoever it is. Okay, because um, they could be stabbing. I was, I was formerly playing Rod. This is even more shocking to me now because right. sanity roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's me. The schizoid man. It's my alter ego. Uh, you know, Danny, that's a good idea. It, uh, I won't request it, but is anybody feeling like they need to do a sanity roll? Okay. I'm just freaking excited. Sure. No, I don't feel like I need to do a sanity roll. I feel like I'm definitely at the moment primed for one. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. how I feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> like some, anything could set me off at this moment. Yeah, a black not yet. Cat. 
the cat's going to go, wow. They're <laughs> <laughs> all going to scream. Uh, Jasper, you have a decision to make. The path on the cemetery, nine times out of ten, all the paths are always windy. You know, they're always, there's never, it's not like a straight path right down the middle. It tends to meander and wander. Do you want to stay to the path or do you want to just start walking in a straight beeline towards what would be considered the center, I guess? The top of the hill. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on the path, sort of, yeah. as, as long as the path is heading in the direction that I think I should be going. Okay. Um, Tug, give me a sense, roughly, uh, how much distance are you came between you and Jasper? Just about 20 feet. Okay. And how about you, Dan? Yeah, about the same. Okay. Jerry, are you, um, you're kind of well hidden is how I'm picturing it. Are you moving or are you like, you've gotten a secure spot and you're kind of sticking to that one spot? I believe I have a secure spot that offers me both a good vantage and a good approach if necessary, and I haven't noticed anything that has attracted my interest or attention. I suppose I'll keep the spot. Okay. I think also I'm scanning ahead of Jasper and behind Jasper. Yeah, me anybody, too. If I see anybody, any movement or anything like that. Because I, I, I have the idea that Rod could have Jasper coming up first and almost follow him or come up behind him. Right. So it could be. Yeah, so we're kind of checking behind him as well, obviously keeping my eye on him mostly. I've got the gun out, by the way, just in case somebody jumps at him or something. Mm, okay. And I'm kind of poised and ready to, like I say, run out and tackle somebody if they try to grab Jasper. Or okay. Um, stick a knife in him. Jasper, okay. Because it seems to me that if they fired a gun, the police would be here pretty quick. Probably. There's probably patrols down there looking for people screwing around in the middle of the night with the college campus so close. One would hope. Or maybe they're at the donut shop on break. Maybe. Um, or maybe they already have wires in their brains, too. <laughs> Jasper, I'm going to ask you for a spot hidden. Four. Whew. That's that's an extreme. That's four out of 60. Nice. So your senses are heightened and you're absolutely scanning the, the whole cemetery looking for something out of place. And it's like a beacon in the middle of the night you suddenly see a, a flash of light. Um, it's somebody has just struck a match and you know, that first, when it first lights, it's, a, you know, super bright and then it sort of fades down a little bit and you can see a slight glow and just the faint features, features of a face. And it's a little bit, maybe about 50, 60, 70 feet ahead of you up. There's a tall gravestone. It looks kind of like an um, uh, obelisk. Am I saying that right? Yeah, an obelisk. There's about a six-foot-tall obelisk that's quite, quite tall and unique. I'm, I'm going to be very wary of, of anything at this point that's, that's big enough for someone to hide behind and jump out on me. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I'm, I'm going to sort of slowly and cautiously pick my way towards 
um, where this person is. Okay. Um, prob probably when I get about sort of 15 feet away, 10, 15 feet away, I'm, I'm just going to uh, whisper. Um, Rod! Rod, is that you? Okay. Um, can I is ask? Is it obvious from watching him that Jasper has changed direction or has you know, noticed something or is going toward a position? Yeah, so uh, let me ask the rest of the three of you to do a spot hint, please. Ah. Uh, eight. Nice. Hard pass. Nice. Regular pass. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Danny and Tug, you uh, noticed the match go off too. So you have a clear, you know, you know where this light source came from. Um, Jerry, you noticed, you didn't see the match light, but you noticed that Jasper seemed to take direct, you know, change course, like you said. So you don't necessarily know what he's walking towards, but you know he's walking towards something, which is presumably Rod. Is that, uh, based on my position, does that mean that in order to get to it equally quickly, I would have to start from somewhere other than where I am? Yeah, in other words, the fact that you didn't see the match light means that there's something blocking your way. Um, the tombstone. Right. So I'm right. saying I can conclude that what he's walking toward, I can't quite see. Right. Okay, so based on that first conclusion, can I figure out where I'd have to be positioned to see? Yeah, sure. You, you would just have to move. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to – do I have a choice of where to go, or is there only, like, one way to go to be able to see? Um, we don't have a map, so there's multiple options. It's just the fact that you would have right. to – Well, I'm going to choose the option that will also allow me to get there as or more quickly if okay. I need to. So let me ask the three of you this. So I'll start with you, Jerry, first. Um, Give me a sense, you know, you don't necessarily know exactly where the obelisk is right now, but you have an idea. Um, roughly, give me a, are you 100 feet away? Are you 50 feet? Are you 300 yards? Well, how far is Jasper? Jasper's like within 20 feet. Then, um, previously, I was far enough for ja from Jasper that I could see him, but probably not uh, hear them. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, where I would like to be now, ideally, would be also 20 feet from Jasper and the destination. Okay, now that's close. You know, that's only like the width of my living room, right? Is that what you Well, mean? but uh, what, I'd have to approach there from here, wherever here is. Well, that's, what I'm asking. that's what I'm asking. Where are you at yeah. right now? Are you, uh, well, right now, um, I'm probably, right now, I'm probably more like 100 feet away. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then Tug and Danny, give me just a rough idea. Like, I, I know you were sticking close to Jasper. I'm cur curious now, I'm trying to figure out, are you, now that you see the match light go off, are you mm -hmm. still sticking close to him, or are you now hanging back, or, you know, you know what I mean? Um. Well, if we're 20 feet on either side of him, mm -hmm. so I, we can, when the match light goes off, then we, we uh, I don't know how to do the math to find out what that, that tangent is, but yep. I am going to uh, get lower to the ground, 
uh, move much more slowly, but I'm going to try to work myself around to where I'm equal distance between Jasper over here and the, the guy right here in case I have to intervene. Okay. Between. Uh, I heard all of that, but I didn't hear a distance. Give me a rough idea. So I probably will end up within, uh, well, 20 feet of the match light and still remaining 20 feet from Jasper. Okay. All right. Whereas uh, I guess well, the point about Jerry was I would like to be able ideally to cover the appropriate 80 feet worth of difference mm -hmm. in a stealthy manner that will uh, allow me to see what he may have seen as soon as possible, given all the, the multiple routes. Yep. So yep. I don't know how quickly that could happen if I have to maintain my stealth, uh, but I would maintain the stealth as a first priority. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think my goal is similar to Tug, but um, to kind of get, if I can, a vantage point to see, maybe hear a little bit of what's been said, but more importantly, get a kind of view of Jasper interacting with the guy. Mm -hmm. with Rod, um, just uh, maybe behind a stone or a tree. I've got the gun ready in case Rod yeah. does anything crazy. Okay. Um, that makes sense like this. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> okay. Um... So, Jasper, you already indicated you're going to start to approach a little bit closer. You're getting pretty close, and you kind of whisper out to him, you know, Rod, is that you? Rod. You, you hear a response back, and, and you hear the same sort of rough, whispery voice. He comes back and says, Jasper? Okay. At this point, I'm, I'm going to um, keep, keep moving towards him at the same speed. And uh, I'm just going to change over my uh, flashlight to my other hand, my left hand. And um, I'm going to stick my right hand in my pocket where my, my sock full of loose changes, my cosh. And I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, it's me. What the hell's this all about? And he, he sort of, in the same sort of whispery voice, he, it's almost a half, well, I don't know how to wear this, but he, he, he basically says, put the flashlight out. I'm just going to sort of drop it down so it's pointing at the ground so I can still sort of see him in the half half light. Okay. Uh, how far are you away from him now? Um, I'd say probably about eight to ten feet. Okay. That's, that sounds reasonable. You know, you're loud whispering. Um... I'm keeping out of like grabbing distance, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I take it we can't hear what they're saying. We're just hearing the hushed voices, probably. Yeah. From our, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Less than ten feet. Ten feet away from them, maybe. Uh, let me ask you. I'll do a listen roll, Danny and Tug. Um, but you're gonna have to get a hard or better to actually hear the words. Okay. I got a whole nine. Cool. Okay. I got a 98. Okay. <laughs> that thumping heartbeat. He, he comp compensated for one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jasper, could you do another spot hidden for me, please? Another, another four. Nice. Let's get all these good rolls out of the way. Loaded dice. Uh, you hear Rod say, what are you doing? Put the light out. It's, it's, uh, you know, did you, there might be somebody following you. Did you come alone? Yeah, we, you, you said to come alone, so I came alone. What the hell's going on? And with that 04, you notice that he's got his uh, varsity jacket on and he's got a cigarette, so his face is kind of glowing every so often when he inhales. Um, but you notice that he's standing with his, like, with his hands in his pockets, you know, and the one hand that's in his pocket is sort of, how would you say, pointing at you, if you, if you know what I'm putting down. Okay. Um, well, continuing the, the, the whispering, we'll just, we'll just assume that we're continuing the whispering until one of us says otherwise, but um, I'm just gonna kind of like quite naively say, um, is that definitely you? And then just like sort of shine the flashlight straight in his face, just to make sure I say it. I, I assume that I've seen weird stuff happen with the flashlight, right? That it dropped to the ground yep. briefly, and yep. then now he's picking it up again. When it dropped to the ground, however it was pointing, I'm concerned to continue approaching, but from however I think uh, the direction of the flashlight beam on the ground would be most advantageous or least of a problem, right? Okay. So, and so... Uh, of course, I still want to be stealthy, but I'm now moving, you know, to get closer so that I can see what's happened with the flashlight. Now, okay. obviously, it didn't take long for him to pick it up again. When he picks it up again, uh, I stop and try to see clearly what he's seeing with the flashlight. Okay. I'm going to ask you to do another stealth roll. I think as Jasper. Jasper <clears throat> points the torch right in his face. I kind of take it as a signal that uh, the way that he does it, maybe. Maybe to try and get a little bit closer, just to move in a little bit. All right. There's light, yeah. I failed the roll. Fail? Okay. Uh, by a lot? Did you crit fail? No. Okay. Um, I failed by 40, but it's not a crit fail. I rolled a 76. Okay. No problem. Um... The flashlight comes up to his face. He, he like his other hand. He like raises his whole jacket slash arm and kind of to block the light. He's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Turn that thing off." It's definitely Rod. Okay, I'm gonna turn the um, flashlight off, but I'm I'm gonna do so in such a way that I'm not gonna move my. Um, I'm gonna stay where I am, and I'm not gonna move my my arm, my hand. So essentially, still got it pointing at his face. So I've just turned it off. Okay. Uh, so, and, and I'm just going to stand there, you know, a good sort of six or seven feet away from him, and out of grabbing distance, and just uh, say, um, what, 
What's this all about? It's the middle of the night, for goodness sake. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for this, but something out because you got a really good roll last time. When he raised his arm and uh, to block the flashlight, you noticed that hanging from his neck uh, was a pair of binoculars. Um, and Jasper, I'm um, sorry, Rod, he, he, he says, I told you to come alone. I did come alone. Who's with well, you? I'm alone. There's no one with me. Look, I'm standing here alone. And he... He's still... He, he's still pointing at you through his coat pocket. Oh, he can see us coming with his binoculars. Um, can, can we see that? No. Um, can you, can you, can you yeah, get I, and I'm wondering I'm, what I can see and what happened when I failed my stealth roll. <laughs> it, I, it's a hill. He could probably see us when we left the campus. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a hill. <laughs> um, Tug and Danny, can you do a spot hidden for me? Let's see if you see the binoculars. Uh, I got an 83. I don't see the binoculars. Okay. No. But I can hear what he's saying, so. Yes. All right. Uh, Danny, you're, you're catching only partial. You're not really making out the words yet. You're not quite sure what's going on. Uh, Jerry, you're kind of clueless at the moment. Um, you know, you, you know they're together in a, in a group yeah. there, but you're not quite sure what's going down. So am I still moving, or have I stopped? Uh, are you? Do you want to get closer? Or? Um, well, so you're saying even but when he picked up his flashlight, pointed it, and then shut it off, I yep. still was never able to figure out what was going on. I couldn't see what he was seeing yet. Yeah, uh, well, I'll say that you saw um, Rod in the light, so you right. know it's definitely Rod. And now, the light is, sure. and now the light's off? Right, now the light's off, and you're not quite sure why the light keeps going. Well, now my priority is to... Uh, as stealthily as I can. And do I know whether I failed my stealth roll before? Was I aware that I wasn't quiet or was I not aware? Uh, don't worry about the mechanics. Then I assume I was not aware. And so in my continued belief that I'm being stealthy, uh, my intention is to get around behind Rod. Okay. Give me a sense of how close you want to get. How close do I think Jasper is now to Rod? Jasper's about eight feet away. They're within they're within loud whispering distance. About between fifteen and twenty feet. Okay. So that would put you all basically within a twenty foot radius. Right. Exactly. Right. I'm gonna ask for one more stealth roll. From everybody? Uh just from Jerry. Oh. I think my next move is going to be based on what Rod says next. Jerry, did you make a roll? Uh, I failed. Failed. Okay. 12. Danny says in a huge loud voice, the dogs are going wild tonight down in the town. <laughs> <laughs> um, Was that the code word? Forget it. <laughs> 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 so Rod is still talking to Jasper and he's like look I know you're not alone 
just tell me. I just need to know who's here. And he hears a little twig snap behind him, and Rod kind of like flips around and, and turns around, and he's like now focused in your direction, Jerry. Do I? Do I think he's seen me or just heard me? You don't know. Well, I would like to make he, myself he, as visibly obscure as I can. He clearly knows something is there. Well, okay, well, I want to hide if okay. I can. Look, um, you, you told me to come to a, 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 a goddamn graveyard in the middle of the night. Of course I'm not going to come on my bloody own, am I? Well, who Damn did it, you bring? man. I'm not insane. Who it's did you bring? It's just tugs behind me somewhere. I'm here, and I put my hands up so that you can see my hands. And he, he focuses his direction away from you, Jerry, and back on tug. I'm, I'm, I'm his friend. I just didn't want him to come up here alone. And I, I, I rise up from behind the, the gravestone and start to move. Jasper knows any good at fighting. Is Jasper's uh, light still out? Is your torch still out? Is that then? Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't and, shoot me. Don't shoot me. And I'm Jeff, poised and um, ready to dazzle if I need to. I, uh, when he focuses his attention away from the spot where I was, yeah. uh, I want to move to a similar spot that's at least as close, maybe even a bit closer. Uh, but that's away from where I am now because okay. maybe he won't know that I'm somewhere else. Okay. Also, do I hear Tug say, just don't shoot me? I say, I, I don't have much of a whisper, so I... So we're assuming I, I hear do, I, I do a stage okay. whisper. Don't shoot us. Don't shoot me. Okay. So when um, I hear that, I assume he has a gun. So when I'm able to, in the course of being stealthy, uh, pull a knife, uh, I want to have a knife ready Okay, uh, what is your stealth roll? Uh, stat again, or just a stat? Yeah, just tell me your stat number. Thirty-six. I'm gonna roll for you because now that's great. Yeah, you might think you're stealthy, but right? That'll be more fun. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you you make your way around to a slightly different location. Um, Danny, what are you doing? Because Tug's making a noise and re effectively you're coming out, Tug, you're kind of revealing yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I I move up, you know, another four or five yards. I don't know. I don't know if Jasper wants me to say we're here. I realize Tug's doing that, but I'm the only one with a pistol. So I think I stay hidden. But I'm just because he's making a noise and he's speaking out loud, I kind of use that as an opportunity to maybe shift up another two gravestones, you know? Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do the same then. What's your stealth, Danny? It's uh, uh, 30. Jeff, it also now just occurred to Jerry. It was in the back of my mind before, but I'm sure now Jerry thinks of it. Why exactly would whoever... Uh, appears to be Rod, also be here alone. Are are there not other people like us who are keeping a lookout? So Jerry maybe is, again, trying to be more attentive to, are there other people in other positions covering us with mm -hmm. guns? It really came to him when, when Tug said, don't shoot me. Now I'm, I'm, Jerry's thinking, okay, well, Rod must have a gun, or Tug wouldn't have said that. But where are all the other people with guns like me hiding in the woods when I wish I had a gun in the woods? Yeah, we so, could all be surrounded, but yeah. yeah. 
Tug so hasn't wanna, thought that yet. Right. So if I can like notice anything. In fact, Tom didn't like think to. that yet until just now. <laughs> I, I think Sherry should make a sanity roll and if he, he runs down the hill screaming, thinking we're surrounded. <laughs> um Jerry, do another spot hidden for me then. Nope. Okay. Um, and because of that, I'm going to ask you to do a sanity roll. And if okay. you fail, if you fail your sanity, just take one point because you're kind of like now you're starting to get a little weirded out. You know, maybe you're surrounded. Maybe and the fact that you don't see anything is almost more troubling to you. Sorry, George, didn't mean that. It's going to be one of those things a, uh, where uh, uh, extreme pass on the sanity. Okay, so no no points, but you're just, you know, you're... Probably because that seems so rational to Jerry. Yeah. Um, right, so Jasper, sorry, there's a lot going on. I don't mean to keep cutting away, but... Um, so Jasper, you, you know, uh, Rod's sort of questioning, you know, oh, why did you bring all these people when I told you to come along? You make a clearly a good point, you know, <laughs> why would I come along? Um... And by now I've moved over to, I'm right next to uh, Jasper. Okay. And kind of in between, I mean, I, I want Jasper to be protected because I'm, I'm protective. Okay. Um, you see that the... Can I, can I just say, I mean, did, did we make it, did I, did I make it abundantly clear before we came up that I was going to try and use the flashlight to dazzle him? came to it that, that we all knew I was going to do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm just, I'm just making sure that. Yeah. Um, do you have any, what's called uh, interpersonal skills that, you know, persuade, charm, intimidate? No. Oh, sorry, the character. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it's called Brawl. Punch I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got brought in the form of pugilism, scientific pugilism. Um, let's have a look. Charm. Intimidating. Oh yes, fast talk. Okay. Um, just, I'm going to use that as a skill. Um, go ahead and roll fast talk. I don't think you're necessarily doing fast talk. It's more almost a persuade roll, but I'm just going to use that number for your skill. Um, that's 32. That's a standard pass. It's just short of a hard pass. Okay. So, you, you know, you, you say, of course I'm not going to come up here alone. And the same thought now occurs to Rod, like, well, yeah, that was kind of a stupid request. So the, um, his leather jacket, he kind of, is now standing at normal, you know, hands in his pockets, uh, down at his his waist. He's like, well, look, I don't know. He says, you, you might as well tell your other buddy, buddies to come out. I mean, they're not fooling anybody. Oh, okay. It's just Jerry. Jerry, the game's up. You can come out. 
Jerry doesn't move. Jerry, gonna, dude, come I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to turn to Tug and say, I told you he was going to run. I told you he would. <laughs> and then the uh, ride says, well, what about the other one? The one who's over there, and he points in Danny's general direction. Dad, can I see this or hear this? I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, um, we don't know which. Well, why don't you? I mean, look, if you if you if you want us to calm down and trust you, why don't you tell us why you've you've called me out here? I I put my How pistol in my, in my pocket and do the kind of routine of you know the gun in the pocket thing and just come out. I just walk up. I realise you know he knows we're here. With a, your fedora slouched down. Yeah. Um, but Jerry, you're going to remain yeah. hidden? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hid, hidden, but extremely noisy. All right. Um, so Rod turns to you again, Jasper, and he's like, look, I'm sorry. He said, I just, I'm on edge. I don't know who to trust either, and I just need to know I need to know that you weren't followed. So that's why I'm trying to get a head count as to who did you bring? Well, uh, there was me and Tug, Danny and Jerry, but um, I guess Jerry's run off. He wasn't too happy about coming up here. Well, he wasn't too happy about coming out in the middle of the night, you know. What's going on, Rod? What's this all about? Yeah, why don't you just level with us and tell us what's going on? Why all the theatrics? Yeah, well, that's the hard part. And he looks really torn. He's Can like, I, I hear any of this from where I'm hiding? Uh, do a listen roll. Look, look, dude. We're all we're all here to protect Jasper because weird shit's been going on and we don't know what the fuck's going on. Are you part of it? Well, I was, um, and that's kind of why I asked you guys to come here tonight. Is because I'm done with it. I'm done with it all, and I don't want to see anybody else get hurt. Hurt. Yeah. Look, just what the hell is going on? Yeah. <clears throat> he's uh he's hesitating, he's kinda like he's looking around still. He's he's on edge, obviously. He's like, I don't even know where to start. Uh all right, look. What happened that night when we were in Cobb's corner? Right. So I'm just going to be up front with you all and I'm just going to hope that you believe me. And yet at the same time, if you don't believe me, I would totally understand because I wouldn't believe me either. Is I'm not tug. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not right. I know you're not tug. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not right. You're not Rod. My name is Keith Clark. The guy from the newspaper. 
What do you mean you're Keith Clark? Come on. The guy that was missing or dead. You guys know about the newspaper? Well, we've been kind of watching you guys because you're all acting really strange. Yeah, to say the least. Yep. Well, I think then if you're aware of that fact, you might know then that none of us who you went on that trip with are who we say we are or who you think we are. Jerry, you were right. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Uh, Does Tug really say that? I do. All right. What is going Uh, on? Then as soon as, uh, then as soon as Tug says that, um, I, uh, uh, but I know he has a gun, but I know he hasn't shot anybody yet. Okay. So I, without revealing my position in a way that I could be easily shot, (laughs) I call out and say, I'll be approaching then. Don't shoot me either. And, uh, I, uh, approach at a non-threatening pace. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I don't so, put the knife away. So what do you mean you're Keith? How can you be Keith? How's that happened? Uh, that loud sigh comes from him and he's like, look, I don't know how else to put this, but do you believe in aliens? Is that what I was right about then? But you I said believe, demons, dude. I believe in demons with shot demons. I said beings from other dimensions, which includes uh, what people have thought to be demons. Uh, So uh, would that be you then? And I just look at Rod. (laughs) Well, not Rod, right? Would that be you then? Are you from another dimension? Me? No. Is, No. is Is this something to do with everyone getting snatched up into the air that night? Yes. I knew it. I told you. I knew it. Wait a second. Even I can do the math, dude. You're not old enough to have had a wife and kids nine years ago. Right. You're Keith Clark, man. You're not as dumb as you look there, Tug. So you're not Keith Clark. You're... Who are you? I am Keith Clark in Rod's body. Where is Rod? Well, I was very sorry to read about your family. I assume that you didn't know until you read the the paper. Dude, dude, this guy's a body snatcher. But why? Why? Why did you want me to come up here? What's 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 this all about? Well, because that's what... Because the other guys would kill him, Jasper. That's why. So, so why, so why, I mean, what, so who are the other people then? They well, killed your family. Is that why you're pissed off? Exactly. Yes. Because that's what the article said and you were pissed off. I want nothing to do with those creatures. They, what are they? They betrayed me 100%. They told me that if I gave up, they would leave my family alone. And they, they lied. So why, why did they want you? That, that's, why, that's, why, that's why Higgins has a German accent sometimes. Yes. 
Yeah, it makes sense. So what what are they like? Uh, like the the Black Brothers? Uh, he looks at you a little confused. He's like, I'm not. You know, like a black, you know, demon, demon sorcerers, demonic beings, the, that kind of thing. Enemies of humanity. He's talking about what the creatures, the creatures that were up in the roof that night on the the cabin, right? Yeah, he's a little bit confused. Um, but he's like, yeah, he's just, I, I mean. <clears throat> It's it's not. These are the only thing I can ask you to believe. It was they're aliens. They're not from here. So, where where are they from? Where is where is Hicken? You know where they're from? Um, he he doesn't know how to answer you. What happened? Where is Hickens? Where is Rod? If you've got his body, um, I don't know for certain, but if I were you, I would assume that they are no longer with us. Well, what is it that these beings want? Any like, I mean, we're hot young bodies. It sounds stupid. We're bas- we're we're basically their lab experiment to them. They're studying us. Is was John was, Jeffrey uh, part of that? Um Yes, I remember hearing them talking about that name. Yes. What are they trying to learn by their experiment? Um, now, mind you, they haven't told me everything. These, these are things that I've sort of picked up from overhearing them. You know, they've told me some things, but maybe they're lying to me. So I don't know if I can give you a good sense of what their motives are and why they're doing such and such and how they do it. I can just tell you what my limited experience is. Um, so just kind of like take that for what it's worth. All right. um, I just did a sanity roll and failed. Okay. So did, so did I in past. Uh, so what what's happening with all the other guys back at the science lab? They're, they're going on about that stone and they're telling the professor, uh, we think they're lying to the professor that it's a meteorite. What's happening? Um, how about Jasper and Jerry? Can you do a sanity roll? I'll say one for a pass and a D4 for a fail. Oh. Yeah, I'm getting a wee bit agitated, I would think. Failed. Three. I pass. I'm, I'm extremely disturbed at the moment. Look, look, Danny, gentlemen, why, why, don't you let, why don't you let the man tell us what he knows in an orderly fashion in his own way? I'm sure that uh, his perspective is by now rather alien to ours. Um, so are you an alien? No, 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 not not me. I am, all right, here's. You were their experiment. How, I was how, their experiment. 
How did you get into Rod's body? They... They experiment on us. They're... Like they're, wi wires in your brain? Well, and you can tell this is like not easy for him because he's like, he's just waiting for you guys to just like start laughing and walk away. Um, but you're still there, so he's taking that as a good sign. And he says, I don't know how they do it. It makes no sense at all. But they have the capability that they can remove a human being's brain and keep it alive. Oh my God, dude, that's, that's gross. And then in our situation, what happened to here is they can then do a transplant. So it's all mm -hmm. physical? Your brain is inside of this body? Correct. Oh. Well, listen, I don't know. This is pretty disgusting, but we could... We could protect you from the other guys if you think that they're going to find out. But what are they doing? They're up to something. You need to help Wait, us because... Uh, uh, the, the others, are they, are they humans as well? Or are the others, the other student bodies, are the aliens inside of them? What about Clarissa? Um, So you know her as Clarissa. I know him as Wesley Smith. So how? So are all of the others humans who are part of the experiment? Yes. And do they know what the goal is? What is it you all are supposed to do? Um, we have been sent... Could everybody do... A listen roll. Eighteen. Is that a hard or a critical? Uh, I've only got twenty in listen, so normal pass for me as well. That doesn't got seem eleven right. out of forty, so that's a hard. Hard, okay. A regular pass. Regular. Um. Jasper, you hear something to the right of you, not too far away, like a twig snap. Just instinctively, I'm just going to press the button on my flashlight and shine it at the noise because I'm just completely on edge. And I've just lost three sanity, so I'm definitely on edge. Okay. Uh, you don't see anything in the light. And of course, now everybody standing around you is somewhat blinded. Um, even though, you know, you didn't shine it in their eyes, but now all of a sudden there's a sudden bright light source. Um, I'm going to only last for a second, you know. I'm going to quickly turn it off again and say, sorry, sorry, I'm just... I'm uh, just I put my hand I put my hand on Rod's stroke, whatever his name is, and uh, say, so get down, get down. Maybe we should get out uh, of here, guys. When, when this happens... Uh, I'm thinking maybe if Jerry has experience out hunting things, he would know not to look right into the light, but maybe be able to know like at what angle to look to see if something's over there. Can I try to look? Or is it not possible because it all just happened too quick? I think that was part of the spot hidden that I was asking for. Or yeah. the, the listen, I mean. Um, I, but I'm trying to visually see it. 
Right. Uh, all right, do a spot hidden then. Guys, let's get Oh, I'm glad I asked. A solid 95. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and yeah, when he says get down, of course, I get down. And, and Rod's Unless like... I've already been... Yeah. Rod, Rod turns to you, Dan. Well, what did you say? You Did you say you grabbed his throat? No, no, I, I just put my hand on him, kind of like, get down, because I'm thinking of something approaching. Um, interesting. Like on his shoulder or something like that. You're being protective uh, of Rod so that he's... Yeah, I, I'm kind of wanting him to know that we're, we're looking after him just now, but I hope his, his head doesn't fall over and the brain doesn't fall out or anything like that. Hmm. Well, I have a jar. Yeah. his mind. <laughs> Don't lose your head. Don't lose your mind. Well, see, your intentions were good, and of course, you explained them to me, and I know that. But Rod slash Keith didn't know that, so you actually startled him quite a bit. He wasn't expecting you to reach for him. Mm -hmm. He suddenly raises his jacket towards you. He's like, "What? What is it?" There's somebody over there. I, I, by this point, I've. I've gotten down. I mean, I mean, Jasper's Jasper's standing with the torch, like you know, shaking a bit. He's a bit yeah. shaking. Yeah. And the lights over there. So there's there's somebody there, maybe. And I'm like, dude, don't shoot us. Who else did you bring? Nobody else. Nobody. Oh, there's there's just us four. Keith, get Seriously, down. Get down here. Maybe we were followed. I we think we should. I think we should move away from here. We don't trust anybody else. I, I say to him, I try to reassure him, look, we'll protect you, we'll protect you, but we've got to be careful. Yeah, look, you're messing with people who, these people are dangerous. Don't underestimate them. They might look like your friends. They're not. They're not. Some of them are hundreds of years old. They're not even, they're not even of this era. What are they trying to do? What are they trying to do? The main thing is there's two, there's two things. The first thing is they're trying to gather evidence of what you would call folklores, uh, you know, hist ghost stories, things like that. They're trying to gather the evidence of people who have seen them, seen the aliens. That oh. They want to eliminate. Get every, rid of them. Yeah, they want to eliminate all mention of what could be construed as them. They, they're trying to cover their tracks. Are they, are they the Mormon? Uh, and he looks at you like totally. No, no, Tug, no, it's not Mormon. That's something else. Why are they hiding? Do you know why? Why, why is who hiding? What, the, the aliens, why do they want to cover their tracks? They don't want anybody to know they're there. And they're, and they're killing people and putting other people in their brains. So that's so they not, get, their, they're that's not kill their goal us. then. It's not their goal then. They're hiding their tracks to cover their goal. Do you know what the real goal is? Uh, he, he's, he's struggling and he's like, it's just, it's, we're experiment. We're experiments to them. We're just, we're just ants in a glass jar to them. 
Well, you said there were two things. What's the other thing? Jasper, can you do another spot hidden? Shit. 19. Bloody hell, this is my night tonight. Okay. Rod starts to tell you. Sorry, what did you ask, Tug? How did you phrase that? I said that you said there were two things. What's the other thing that they're trying to do? This this whole bit with the science lab. And he gets that far. And Jasper, you look over. Remember how he said there were like patches of fog? Uh, you look over to where you thought you heard something just a second ago with your light. And there's a, there's a patch of fog there. And I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's the fog's moving in a way that is not coinciding with the slight breeze in the wind. I'm, I'm, I'm going to point to him. Just go. What the hell is that? Right. And with that, suddenly, I mean, like in the blink of an eye, there's a person standing there. And like he just stepped out of the fog or materialized? Like or? materialized, like instantly just appeared. Is it Goody uh, Fowler? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. What does it look like, Jeff? Can we see what he looks like? Um, I'm going to ask you to roll. I mean, um, I'm looking for a hard success because it's it's like an instantaneous spot hidden. Yeah, I didn't pass. Uh, neither did I. I rolled a 93. <laughs> Dark. <Yeah. laughs> this is getting ridiculous now. I just rolled a 7. Okay, nice. <laughs> I, I failed. I want your I want your dice. <laughs> this is crazy. This is because I'm rolling them on this book. That's what's going on. Um, I'm rolling what them book on is the it? We wall. need a copy. <laughs> <laughs> Which? <laughs> uh, right. So the three of you. It all happens like a blink of an eye, and for a second, it's just that moment of, wait, what? What just happened? Uh, so you don't. You don't, it doesn't even register that who it is. It's just the fact that this just happened. So first I'm going to ask everybody to do a sanity. Uh, I passed. Okay. Ah. Just a little my, start. Uh, my, uh, my roll of fantastic dice rolls has, has ceased. I've just rolled 94. Ooh. Um, I'm well, I, I finally failed a sanity check. Okay. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to ask for a one for a pass and a D4 for a fail. I'm getting lower and lower. And in that Ooh. moment, uh, Jasper, you do the register. You, you recognize him. Uh, you recognize him, him, him as Terrence Laszlo, one of the other students. Um, but really, almost like before anybody can even react beyond the stunning what just happened, Lazo just now starts talking to Rod uh, 
and he's like, you've said enough. Everybody step away. Keep your hands where I can see them. Nobody doing anything stupid. And he's holding a gun. A regular gun? Well, no. Funny Funny you should say that. I'm going to try and shoot them out of my pocket. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to shine the light in his eyes. And I'm instinctively stepping in between him and Rod. Because it's what I do. <laughs> and uh, I just do what he said. <laughs> but I'm, uh, uh, so you're but the smart one of the group, it seems. But, but oh, I don't oh. know that all this crazy stuff is going to happen, so I start talking. Uh, so Quite, should I talk uh, or should I not I mean, talk? Because you're going to have us roll initiative or something. Before I pull a trigger, what is Rod's response? Is he calm or is he threatened looking? You know, does he look threatened? Um, so, yeah, so like this is all like blink of an eye. This is all happening. Sure. But sure. yeah, in that split second, uh, just glance. you see panic uh, across Rod's eyes. Okay. You don't um, need to shoot us. All right, let's see. I wasn't expecting that, Danny. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask you for your firearms shot, but I'm going to put a penalty die on it. It's dark. Um, it's, it's dark. You totally weren't expecting that to happen. You weren't aiming. So it's like, it's more of a gut reaction than it is a controlled mm-hmm. shot. I mean, I'm not trying to blow his head off. I think I would be going for, you know, I'm going to try and wound him because it looks like he's about to shoot us, you know. Um, but here it goes. Okay, first one was a 14, which is a pass. And the second one is a 22, which is also a pass. Ooh, nice. In, in fact, hard pass. Okay. Can you roll damage for me? Um, can I, especially with the reasonable roll, can I, can I do that? Can I maybe go for his legs or something like that? Um, I'm not trying to, you know, blow him to smother at rings because uh, the damage is pretty bad on this. Yeah. Maybe you should have thought of that before you pulled the trigger. Yeah, maybe I should have. So, so your hand was in your pocket, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's seven points of damage. Ouch. And when the gun goes off, I'm going to uh, kind of fall on Rod and pull him to the ground. And as soon as the gun goes off, since Jerry was already trying to talk to him and was holding his hands up, but had but never dropped the knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry rushes him with the intention to either disarm him or bring him to the ground or do anything other than stand there and be sh- and be shot if he's still capable of shooting back. Right? Well, I also yeah. The other question is: Is does his gun go off simultaneously to Danny? Right. Yeah. This may all be quite academic <laughs> for yeah. Jerry, but. Yeah, it's worth knowing what I would do if I'm still standing. Uh, so, Danny, you 
you think you've hit him in the leg. Uh, definitely hit him because he let out a, 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 a yell, you know, a scream. Uh, so he, he's yelling in pain and agony. And he's like, what did you do? And uh, Jerry, you're, you're running to, sorry, what? You're running to constrain him, to tackle him? Uh, well, now that I know what's happened, uh, can I tell he's been shot in the leg? What do I actually see happen? Well, you just had the gun go off and you heard him okay. again. Okay, so I don't know anything. Um, yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to uh, rush him to uh, catch him off the balance and uh, either disarm him or tackle him, whichever is easier. You could always stab him to death if you want. Well, it might come to that, but I'm hoping it doesn't. Time is ticking as far as the police getting here in about 15 <laughs> uh, the guns have gone off. People are woken up downtown. Good point. Um, all right, let me just check one thing here. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Jerry, I'm going to ask you to do a brawl. So it sounds like you're trying to like tackle him. I guess. An, uh, I guess a main goal would be to. I want to either I want to disarm him if I can, but if it's safer to somehow bring him down and restrain him so he can't shoot me, you know that's better. Is, so is, brawl, is he, I think brawl covers it. Is he still standing, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just see what he gets for his roll first. Cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, six points of luck later, uh, I passed. Okay. Assuming I'm allowed to spend six points of luck on this. Yeah, I was. I was got that rule wrong. Uh, you can spend it for an attack roll. You can't spend it for damage, but you can spend it for an attack. Right. Um. Yeah. So you you rush him. Uh, at the same, you know, this is all happening. Like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So the gunshot yeah. goes off. He yells. He starts to like fall to the side a little bit. You know, he's starting to, to go down. Um, and in that split second, he's also been blinded by the flashlight. You tackle him, you grapple him. You also suddenly feel a tremendous amount of pain in your abdomen. Um, Those peaches were definitely off. Ah. Is this like, yeah, I'm sure I'm shocked and cry out in pain. Um, I'm going to ask you to make a constitution roll. Have you, have you told us why he feels pain? Did he get shot or something? No, I haven't told you yet. You haven't told us yet. Okay. I thought maybe um, I missed something. I fail. Okay. Um, Jerry, you, you feel a tremendous amount of pain and you uh, suddenly just collapse on the ground and you're currently unconscious. You say that like you're not certain I'm unconscious. Am yeah. I certain I'm un 
how can I be certain if I'm unconscious? If I'm unconscious, does that mean I'm conscious of being unconscious? Do I, I have know. to make a sanity check now too? I, I know, think right? I need to make a sanity check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, tug. So since you're asking about it, I'm going to say you're kind of like aware of this. You were kind of expecting to hear a gunshot. You didn't. You heard what sounded like uh, uh, like a bolt of electricity, hmm. like a zap. Oh, <gasps> they've got spray guns. Well, I'm 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 on top of Rod. What's he doing? Does Rod say anything? We're both flat on the ground. Yeah. Um. Okay. He's yelling at you. He's like, get off me. Get off me. I, I can't get to my gun. All right. So I roll off of him. Okay. Um, and he looks at you all. Well, maybe not you, Jerry, because you're on the ground. Uh, but he looks at the rest of you. And he just kind of like, you know, in a split second, gets eye contact with all three of you, and he's like, run. And I think we'll end it there. Okay, cool. <laughs> Not that I want to. I'd rather keep going. But. We, need, we need to have Ken make this all into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our players included Mick Swan, George C., Ken Trench, myself, with Jeff Wilkins as Keeper of the Secrets, we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.